0: Welcome to the third part of the Going in Circles NBA season preview. On this part, we speak with the sniper, Mr. Barry Spears, about his feelings on some of the teams and players and trends uh, in the NBA, some of the latest news and and topics that uh, we found interesting, and we hope that you find them interesting, too. Mr. Spears. That would be me. Welcome to the annual Going in Circles NBA preview show. Ooh. That's lovely. That's a, That's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> We're in like hour 17 at this point. As I did a quick rundown of the power rankings, the Going in Circles power rankings. Oh. I had uh, Mr. Bitus on discussing some NBA future bets, some over-unders, wins, and the such, and uh, we're bringing you in to to be the cleanup hitter, and
1: kind of give us a general overview. Okay, I can do that. I'm I'm, I'm like uh, the big poppy of the show, huh?
0: (laughs) You are the big poppy. (laughs) <laughs> I think um, one of the crazy things about this year and I, I've stated this a couple times already is that there's essentially been no off season for a lot of teams and for other teams they've been uh, on the off season for nine months and it's kind of a different we've ever seen it kind of situation and the rookies didn't get to go to uh, the uh, summer league there was no fall practices I mean they essentially opened training camp and (laughs) a week and a half later they're playing games and a lot of these guys played a lot because uh, a lot of the stars and and the guys who were playing in the playoffs in the bubble played very very little um, as they have gotten virtually no rest and uh, they haven't even put out the second half of the season's uh, schedule. So it, it's just a kind of a, a bizarre situation. And I think from a betting standpoint, you, you just don't want to take much chalk because there's a lot of chaos that can happen here, especially with teams getting um, COVID issues as we we know that without a bubble there's going to be issues as we see in football virtually every week we see in college football all the time. And, um, it just seems, uh, most of the books are saying the 69 to 72 games have to be played in order to pay off over unders. Um, I don't know exactly what they're going to do about some of the individual awards, but, uh, I mean it, it just kind of uh, it just kind of a crazy thing.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's funny you say that because from a betting perspective, you really have to pay attention to the to the injured list and who's playing on what night <laughs> because I'm sure it's going to be a lot of like you said a lot of chaos going on between you know, covid out guys, how long they're going to be out um and then, you know, going back to what you were previously saying about teams that didn't even play in the bubble i mean i don't i I can't really say they will have a, an advantage or disadvantage by not playing in the bubble. I mean, at least so far from what I've seen, guys like Steph Curry seem to have benefited from it. That doesn't translate for every player though you know there's other guys that that probably needed to play. Um, over that time period, whether it was because they were young and needed to the experience, or um, that's just the way their body works, you know, it, they're used to playing all the time, and, and and that's how they stay in in the best possible basketball shape and and uh, have their game be at its its height. So it may take a little while for some of those guys and even teams to kind of click. And we might be into the end of January before that happens. Um, and between now and then, you know, a lot of COVID things could happen, so it's it's very chaotic. And from a betting standpoint, I, I agree, it, it'd be tough to take uh, favorites unless it's it's just a complete mismatch. Which a lot of teams they don't look mismatched at all. Um, I mean, you, you could, I guess, you could say the Lakers are a favorite. Um, but it's not like they're, they've got this stacked team, like, like the Warriors had a few years ago. So it, it's, it's, it's really a conundrum for, for a better. Um, and you know, it just, it, it, it seems to me like it's going to play a lot more like a college basketball season than, a, than an NBA season. Well, are you back? Yeah,
0: man. I don't know what happened there, but I think I saw some UFOs today. Again? You know, (laughs) I was was looking for this Christmas star thing, and I took some pictures because I was on the roof. You know, I don't go on the roof very often, so I should take some pictures. And um, I came back and I was like, wow, what are all these little things? they looked like uh ufo's huh. I, don't, I,
1: don't I, I mean i'm not even going to attempt to to kind of go down the road of why are you on the roof but hey you know it happens sometimes i get it
0: i got roofies it was like ah! the, <laughs> it was like uh <laughs> it was like the scene in uh um the hangover except without any other people and,
1: <laughs> and without the hangover, <laughs> without the hangover,
0: I'm not sure which way the UFOs are going. I don't know if they were coming or going, so I mean, they might have had enough of us here and, and been taken off, but um, uh,
1: hey man, but I, anyway, I don't blame them.
0: Uh, back to what we're saying is uh, you know, there's this unprecedented movement and, and players it's seen this year, and uh, you have You know, so many new faces and new places, including the Lakers, who who I think I think the Lakers are a solid favorite to win it this year. Mostly because there's not a really great second option, (laughs) you know, last year it was kind of the Clippers were a little bit um, favored over the Lakers and the Bucks but the bucks, the kind of the bloom is off them a little bit because of their, their, um, uh, you know, they're, they just kind of wiped out in, in the bubble and the the Clippers really wiped out in the bubble. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know that there's a lot of belief that the teams behind those two teams. And, and I think the bucks are going to probably write the ship. And I think in the regular season, they're going to be, uh, go back to their dominant ways because adding drew holiday is, is a big positive and, and, uh, um, you know the Greek freak is still the Greek freak, and so they're they're going to be a good team, but they've got to prove it in the in the playoffs because uh, the the last two years have not been stellar performances by them. Complete whatsoever. duds in in the in the playoffs the last two years. And, and the Clippers, I mean, it's hard to even fathom that the Clippers would have been as bad as they were uh, in the Nuggets series where where they. They, they look like they just gave up and, uh, you know, they made some changes. Doc Rivers is out. Tyrone moves in, which, which is kind of a, I, you know, maybe a, a new voice because Doc seemed to have lost the guys a little bit. Um, you know, they, they lost, uh, Montreal to the Lakers, but I, I don't know that that's a huge loss in, in, in the playoffs. Um, He's a guy who puts a lot of points up in in a lot of garbage time games, and I'm sure the Louisville people will be all pissed off. But he was exposed <laughs> by the Nuggets. I mean, they, they just they they the, the Clippers
1: were minus a million
0: when when he was on the floor. I mean, he just couldn't guard Jokic. Yeah, he's he's
1: undersized, and I, I and it, 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 he got exposed. I mean, just like you said, I, he he just couldn't answer anything that the the Nuggets threw at him.
0: And you know, the the one thing you said about the Lakers though, it, it is true in that you know they made some additions and, and I can't knock the additions, but Dennis Schroeder is still Dennis Schroeder. And Wesley Matthews is not uh, I mean Wesley Matthews is almost as old as LeBron. And Marcus all he, he runs like I do. So <laughs> you know, it's not like they they get, you know, they 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 added uh um Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal. It's they kind of traded out one for another and and maybe they
1: upgraded a little bit on paper, but, um, I think they, they gained a little bit of stability offensively that they didn't have last year. And, and that, that's key when you have a guy like LeBron that pretty much does everything. Um, he, he's, he's an exceptional passer. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Um, and he just needs guys that can knock down shots. You know, he he kind of got—I I wouldn't say lucky—during the playoffs in the bubble. Um, but guys were knocking down shots like they weren't, uh, you know, before the hiatus. So it kind of all worked out. But you know, I I don't think they were looking to to get younger or no or or to to kind of up-temple their game or anything i think it's just more complementary to what um lebron brings teams that have lebron don't look for the the future they look for the
0: present lebron wants veterans he doesn't want young guys he doesn't want learning curves he wants guys because he wants to win every year and i get it and if i'm los angeles then you you have anthony davis in his prime you have lebron who's who's creeping out of his 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 total you know his listen he, he's not nearly the defensive player he used to be but you know he's also thirty five years old and he's been in the league since he was eighteen. So
1: he got a lot of miles.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly to, to play at, at the level that he plays at, at his age is 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 amazing. But um you know they're 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 an injury away like so many other teams are, are
1: an injury away from from being um awful you know I mean, look in, at what happened when he got hurt the year before. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they just tanked. They they were no good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, it, it was a total tank job. And uh, um,
0: I like the Nuggets. I think the, they're, they're going to get better because their players, I mean, their best two players are 23 and 25 years old. <laughs> so these guys uh, probably haven't even hit their peak. Uh, they, Gary Harris is back. Gary Harris is a very important piece of that that puzzle because he is the lead guard uh defender and donovan Mitchell was was ripping through them until Gary Harris came back and he did uh, a great job on on you know slowing Mitchell down you know getting him from 55 points
1: to, to 25 points but um only thing they're... stopping the nuggets the only thing stopping the nuggets is themselves or injuries um if they stay healthy they're going to be you know, uh, top five team in the league easily. Uh, yeah, I have them as I have them right now ranked third. Yeah, um, that, that's about right. I like some of their
0: pickups. Um, you know, they kind of made a big deal, the analytics guys, about Jeremy Grant, um, leaving, but it's a, it's a kind of a basic analytic, but plus minus Grant was minus a, a lot. In the playoffs for them, he, he was he, he's these undersized guys struggle in the playoffs because the teams like the Lakers, uh, the teams, the better teams in the regular season, they're going to play guys 32 minutes a game because they want to get them to the playoffs. In the playoffs, they played 40, 41, 42 minutes a game. So that extra eight or nine minutes that these guys clean up on against the undersized or the slower guys. They lose it when Anthony Davis plays forty one minutes. It, it's it becomes a problem because you've got to guard him and he's guarding you as opposed to his backup. And 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 that's the thing that, that Milwaukee, I think, is is in danger of um in that in the regular season they just kind of overwhelm teams. But in the playoffs, when you start to slow the game down and you get more in a half court, uh it becomes a half court battle. They struggle and Giannis's inability to hit three pointers is is becomes a big factor. And uh if he ever gets to where he hits thirty-five percent of those things, he's just oh, completely it'll be, be unstoppable. And he's he's about five points away from that. But that's that's a lot. That's five shots, six shots out of a hundred, it is still a lot of shots. And uh it, there's there's a lot of I'm not gonna say parody, but um I, I when i was giving the rankings I, I said you could take five or six of the west teams you can take the blazers you could take dallas phoenix utah um uh, almost get to new orleans and kind of put them in a you know in in a bowl and, and stir it up and then and, and come out with five different results yeah. because those teams are, are are very very um close And that's the one strength in the West is that the teams that are seventh and eighth and ninth, they're they're really good teams still.
1: Well, look at Portland last year. I mean, they, they played like garbage yeah, (laughs) until the bubble. And then, you know, they, they actually played like they were supposed to play uh, once they got inside the bubble. I mean, they, they were, they were no good. I mean, their their whole
0: front line got wiped out. I mean, they they had to, and they played poorly, and I mean, they didn't play well. And, and I, I have them as the um, fourth best team in the West. And if you match them up against the Clippers, I, I wouldn't be surprised in the least if they beat the Clippers. Um, I think they could beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series. Um, the Lakers, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not impossible, and they ha- they have that one guy. <laughs>
1: he makes the difference it's just unbelievable the one
0: guy that right you can just take over and win your games and there's not that many guys like that and they have him ever and I like, mean, I like the moves they made I like Covington going there I like Deirdre Jones going there Um Nurk being healthy is a huge factor for them Uh Zach Collins getting coming back and being healthy is a huge factor for them especially if you're going to match up against LA because you got two guys who, who can who who they can't the LA can't just dominate in the post.
1: Well, I think so. I think a key to that um, that team was getting Whiteside out of the way. Yeah, I, I think he slowed them down a lot, and they they had no choice but to play him. He was making so much money that they they had they felt like they had to play him. But now that he's gone, I think it, it kind of relieves a lot of uh, you know roles within their team. And it, it'll give them a, a clear direction, and it's especially going to help out Damian Lillard. Um, yeah, no, I do. No doubt about that. So, so I think that was a plus to get him out of town. Not that he's a bad player. He just didn't, no, fit, he, he he just didn't fit with their that. team. He was, you know what? He, he
0: kind of got run out of Miami, too. Yeah, it? he was lazy. He, he started worrying about his own, <laughs> his own numbers, his own game. I mean, they played him, like you said, they played a lot of money. Plus, at some point, they were running out teams with a bunch of 6'4 guys. You know, they were just getting murdered on the boards. And I know small ball is a thing, but you got to get some rebounds. And they were just getting killed. But um, I, I like them. I think they're going to bounce back. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Portland in, in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. No, As a matter of fact, Dame's special. man.
1: I, I mean, Dame, Dame, is he's a special player. And, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate he's just little. You know that that's his only downfall is he's short, um, but I mean he can take over. He he does things at will. I mean I, I've watched, I've stayed up late and watched a lot of his games, and 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 I, he's very very unique and he is awfully good. You know you
0: watch him, it's funny because he'll coast and he'll 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 keep you know, okay. rotating the ball and coast and coast and coast. And then he'll get to a certain point. He's like, I've and had just, enough. <laughs> yeah. He just pulls up for a 28 footer. He, it's nothing but net. The crowd goes crazy and he just starts firing. And, and uh, he's like that video game. Uh, remember the video game uh, when you're in fire. And NBA jam. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just gets in that NBA jam and, and for a guy his size to shoot literally 34 foot, foot jump shots like jump shots not like heaves it's it's just uh it's the one difference and when people complain about the nba today and are like ah oh, oh, like guys can make 35 foot jump shots that's not that that's a good thing that's not bad that's not, that's not a a bad thing it, it, it's an amazing thing to be honest with you to to see guys being able to shoot their regular shot from that distance and and hit um with the consistency that they do it just makes it impossible to defend them.
1: Well, I think part of it is people, you know, they'll see the college game and those guys like playing hard and you know, it, it's it's something to be said that the guys in the NBA make it look easy. And it yeah. and it gets lost in, in you know, the artistic value, I guess you could say, gets lost because, you know, they they make it look easy. And it's not well, <laughs> it's not. And the other thing is the, just the the sheer number of
0: games, the NBA is trying to jam seventy two games between the end of December and
1: four months, and, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> colleges are having a, are struggling to think that they can get twenty games scheduled. Um, just this, the the uh, the amount of, of of just abuse that these guys take, the amount of travel, and it, it's just a like you said, they make it look easy, and, and sometimes um the the rules have changed, yes um, dramatically to help offense which is you know the same in most sports but um it it just is uh i don't know. I think sometimes when you go back and you watch the games from the nineties like we were talking about today, people seem to have this infatuation with the nineties when when, uh, and, and listen, I'm a big Knicks fan. and That's kind of like when the last left and uh, Knicks... next one. The golden
1: age almost
0: for the you know, Knicks. <laughs> the, these guys, I mean, they were just dug it out and, and, uh, you know, beating guys up and watching games that are 73 to 74, but that they're playing 48 minutes and scoring, you know, set in the 70s. That, that's not, that you can't say that's classically good basketball either. That, that, you know. Well,
1: when, so that, when, uh, when Ben Wallace was playing, uh, for the pistons i went to a playoff game uh on mother's day i'll never forget it um because i brought my mother to the game and it was the lowest scoring playoff game in history and i, I remember they that. barely like, broke 70 points each yeah it was like 71 to 68 or something yeah it was it, it was, was just, unbelievably just... boring you know,
0: I mean, guys were hand-checking. They were pushing them all over the court. Nobody wanted to go to the basket because they got 4 shivered. It, it just was, you know, I think sometimes the NBA gets a little crazy with the flagrant fouls. But, um, I mean, the other thing is these guys make so much money that they're investments, and you have to protect them. Nobody wants to see guys get hurt. No. And they're so big, they're so fast, they're so strong that, you know,
1: I don't know. It's To me, it's all about skill level. I mean, you know, back in the 90s, you see guys top to bottom, the rosters weren't as skilled as they are now. Even the bad teams. I mean, you, you, could, you could look at the worst team in the NBA, like, for instance, I guess Minnesota or somewhere, some, some team like that. But their, their center can do a multitude of things. He's just not a guy that's in there rebounding or posting up. I mean, he he does it all, and and that's one thing that that gets lost in that those conversations when people talk about the nineties versus today and how soft it is versus uh, you know how they tried to take guys' heads off. But I mean, a lot of that is because guys couldn't play. I mean, you know, if you look at a guy like Lambeer who who was actually pretty good, but he I mean, could
0: he could he could shoot the ball.
1: Yeah, he could occasionally. He, was, he made some he was big shots. Yeah, you but know, he just he, he couldn't do it, it me, on a nightly basis, <laughs> like no, these guys could, or can, or I, do.
0: I, I just think that a league where a guy <laughs> like Greg Kite has no place is is a better is league. a better league. Yes. Yes. You know, and I know sometimes people's racial nonsense and and uh, political nonsense, you know, kind of fades away from their their actual view of, of what's going oh, on but I, I think
1: those aren't real fans anyways it's just no uh, yeah it's just not a lot of nonsense they like weren't the people yeah. that
0: worry about the ratings like i don't care about what the ratings are i said to jason i said the only rating i care about is the one i, I i'm getting watching the game like i don't care if the guy <laughs> next door or, or across the street's watching what difference does it make to me it doesn't matter to me but uh but people that, that say, well, oh, I, I prefer college basketball, it's like, well, you know, that's, that's fine. It's your choice. You're saying that you prefer to root for a certain um, uniform versus another certain uniform because the play in college basketball is has really gotten to be you know, ridiculous. No, it's, it's, it's very, very low. And part of the reason is the referees just have gotten to be, um, you, you know, they're so whistle-happy.
1: It's you, just, you know insane. it's 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 hilarious that you say that because my dad um you know back when I was in school and when I was growing up he he was a referee he refereed in the big east um in the ACC he he did all you know he even uh worked out west um for the NBA for a little while and It it was, he's just, he's, he says the same thing. He's like, man, I wish these guys would swallow their whistle. That's what he always says. He'll, he'll text me or call me and say, man, I wish these guys would would just swallow the whistle sometimes and just let the kids play. And, and it is getting in the way and it's, and, and I know, you know, he's usually the guy that, that kind of, you know, he's, I used to call him the zebra protector because when I used to complain about refs, he'd say, well, you know, this, you know, he'd give the excuse. But now he's he's done doing that, and he's like, "Well, they need to just stop." So it, it says a lot, and, and it does get in the way, and it, and it makes the games a little, you know, nobody nobody goes to the games to see the refs. <laughs> they become free throw contests, right? And in college, with only five fouls,
0: you you get these guys in trouble early in the game, and and then that the team wants to back it out because their best players aren't playing, and then they want to kind of. It just it, it just have to stop blowing the whistle. It's just as simple as that. And you know, you you want to get rid of these guys jumping in on charges. Stop calling the whistle. <laughs> stop stop encouraging them to try to take a charge when in a spot where they shouldn't be trying to take a charge. And I mean, listen, NBA referees have have issues as well. Certainly but do. The difference between NBA referees and college referees these days just seems vast. Um, and well, the one thing I hate about the NBA is the constant at the end of the game, every single play has to go to the replay. It seems like it just stops the game for so long. There should be like a um, 30-second, you know, mandatory uh, limit on those. If you can't figure it out within 30 seconds of watching the video, then... Inconclusive. Keep going. Right. Just leave it and move on. Uh, Because that does kind of... It it drags the games on a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's so many... So many close calls, balls on the line. You know, who's it tipped off of? A, you know, like I, I get the the desire to have it to get it right, and I give them credit in that they came out with the last two minute report, and they essentially reviewed the games, and if they screwed up somewhere, they fess up, and they said we screwed up, which is something that horse racing certainly could use. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes uh, the, the college game. Uh, and it's funny because
1: people say, oh, there's all the one and dunce. Well, how many one and dunts are there? Well, you know what's, what's crazy about there's, that? And I know, uh, you know, a little bit about how the officiating works in the NBA, thanks to my father. So at halftime, usually what happens is the, uh, they have a supervisor of officials that, that typically kind of hang around um, at the games. Or they have someone, you know, in a, in a position of authority. And they they watch this DVD of, of of plays and such at halftime to try to improve on the next half. So it's not like they don't do anything. It just you know I think sometimes you know just like the players, they get caught in a moment and 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 a, and a bad call happens. Um, they try to limit it, but you know it. it like you said. It, it seems like some of that has gone away because they're not on the same page, because you see some of the same bad calls being made across the league, and that's not good. And that's where the problems come in, and then you know, the, the players go nuts, and it's just something that the game doesn't need. Um, but I, I know they do their, their due diligence sometimes on the back end that people don't realize. No, there's there's a lot of oversight
0: in both the NFL and uh, the um, the NBA, especially on on the referees end, where they they everyone's graded and oh well, they sure they, are. <laughs> you get graded poor enough, you get graded just you know they grade you right back to the D league, um, which is is kind of an interesting thing for people like us that actually you know like are sick NBA people, but like the G league, some of the teams are opting out. And uh, as of right now, they haven't really announced what they're going to do or how they're going to play. And, you know, a bunch of kids skipped college to go play for the, uh, the G league ignite team, which is kind of like a, uh, a team of all high school seniors that well, not high school seniors that graduate from high school that don't want to bother with college. Uh, Want to go right to the pros, and they pay them, you know, pretty good. I think the top salary is like a half million dollars, which is probably still less than you get at Kentucky. But um,
1: <laughs> you, you'll probably win more games. You <laughs> probably will. It, it probably I'd say it's probably a, an Arizona type salary. Um, we don't we don't get enough good players to call that. They don't spend enough. That's the
0: problem. Shh. Well, they've been getting the foreign guys, so maybe the the maybe they get them on the the, uh, the currency on the
1: cheap. Yeah, the <laughs> on the cheap with the with the exchange. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. Um, I'm ask this of Jason, and I guess it's a question that's very difficult to answer. Like, how big of a disadvantage do you think the Raptors are going to be uh, playing at Tampa, being that they really are? essentially on the road, the whole season. And, um, I, I mean, do you think that's, I mean, I guess there's not like we tried to come up with a scenario, how, how else they could do it because essentially can Canada's closed up, uh, Mohawk is, is closing after this week, week's races, uh, to Wednesday's races, you know, Like Ontario is for the next 28 days, is essentially, you know, shut down. So, Toronto wasn't an option, but, I mean, they're essentially playing on the road the whole year.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of – I mean, if they were in Toronto, they'd probably be doing the same thing anyway. It's just a different home base. It would probably be better for them, to be honest, to be down here in, in Florida rather than up there in the in the minus whatever – degree well, temperature well certainly um, weather-wise
0: it'll be a better situation but i'm just talking about guys that you know own apartments or houses and and you know have their families there and you know having to be on the road which is what they are i mean you're on the road half the time anyways in the nba well now you're not even coming home to your home you're, you're going to be away for a long time and um i, I just thought maybe as the season progressed, that might become a little, might wear on them a little, a little more
1: um, than some of the other teams. Maybe, I, you know, I would, I would say that if they had a, a team full of, you know, established vets, um, you know, like older guys, but they really don't, it it might affect them though. Uh you know, like guys with, with families and stuff that are up there in Toronto, that, that can't be good unless they get them out and they come down here. But um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, that that team's changed complexion also. So who knows? You know, it, it, it's definitely something that, that's a wild card that could go either way. I mean, they, they could just, you know, after a month just throw in the towel and not even be the same, same kind of team they were last year. I like Malachi Flynn. I liked him.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be a. a I, I really think that a bunch of teams that could use um, a, a backup point guard that that can give you uh, playmaking, leadership, defense, can can knock down threes. I, I don't know why he slipped as far as he did, but I, I think that he's in a good spot. He gets to back up Lowry, he gets to play with Van Vliet, he gets coaching uh, from a, a good. Obviously, a good coaching staff that's developed a lot of players, and uh, I think he's going to be a, a, a he. He's kind of one of my sleepers on the year. Um, I want to ask you about the the Harden situation with Houston. <laughs> um, like, I was doing the power rankings, I ranked them seventeenth, and I, you know, my my comment is that. The distractions that he's already caused have maybe caused a brand new coach with Boogie Cousins showing up there now and uh, John Wall. And it just seems like this guy has been put into an impossible situation. with Harden just, you know, now he's kind of, oh, I'm good, I'm all
1: good. But you know it's not true. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, the, the coach is the sacrificial lamb. He's He's the guy before the guy. And um, I think he's he's just there, you know, in the interim before they, they really solidify this team. I mean, the stuff that came out about Harden, that's stuff that's been around the league for a long time with him. Um, it just wasn't made public. No, as long as you're um,
0: good and, and you're not causing waves, people don't talk about it.
1: Right, exactly. You know, and like why wasn't exposed.
0: You know, like, like when when Kawhi went to Toronto, he wasn't given uh, basically, you know, carte blanche to do or to whatever he wanted to. I mean, come on. You, you know, that that's true. But
1: when you win, no one talks about it. That's exactly it. And and I think it's just it just caused a lot of friction with the front office. And it's almost getting to the point where, you know, the relationship isn't salvageable, where, you know, they, they can't work together at this point in my mind. So they're going to have to move him. It's just a matter of them finding the right place. And I know they're going to be stubborn and try to get the best deal they can for, for moving him, um, which could or could not take a while depending on what they want. I mean, it's hard to know what they actually want because they, you know, like you said, they, they got John Wall. Um, they, they don't need a player equal to Harden, but somebody very good. I think the problem, too, is
0: is, is the logistics, the, the salary cap.
1: Yeah, the money is always They're hard
0: capped. Once you're over the hard cap, it, it gets difficult because then things get exact. And, you know, the, the the early, you know, rumor was they wanted an all-star level player, another young player, and draft assets. And there's very few teams that it makes sense to trade for. Remember, he, he signed through next year, and that's it. So he, he potentially could be a, a sort of a rental. And if you trade for him and you don't, uh, you don't make him happy, well, he's going to do the same thing to you yeah, next he's year. Yeah. So you know, guys that make $44 million are not easy to trade. you got to get the, an equal amount coming back. You have to have, find a team that has some cap space because a team that's already over the cap adding him um, without significantly reducing uh, will will cause, you know, major luxury tax implications and, you know, fans don't give a shit about luxury tax, but you know, some of the, 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 the tax numbers you see are just the the tax number that Mikhail Prokhorov for, for the Nets paid. He paid like 150 million one year in tax. (laughs) He paid more money in tax than he did to the team. And, And, um, it's just not easy to do. I mean, we've heard the nets, we've heard the heat, but the heat today, or, you know, this afternoon made it kind of a, let it be known that they, they were out. They weren't, you know, they, they, they looked, they kicked the tires, but they weren't, they were out now. That's not necessarily a fact or anything, but that's maybe a negotiating tactic, but I can't see Miami giving up
1: a lot for him. Um, no, because they're they're very efficient in their in in the way that they do things. He would disrupt their whole organization just on his contract alone. Yeah, exactly. I mean I think if Pat Riley thought he
0: could win it this year with him, I think he would do it because he wants to win so badly. But um you know the the rumor the probably the most persistent rumor is Philly with of Course, Daryl Morey going there to run things. He's like the biggest James fan, Harden fan in the world. The other day, he puts on Instagram something <laughs> congratulating James Harden, <laughs> which made everybody go nuts. And you know, now they got Ben Simmons worried about, uh, about you know, being traded. And, um,
1: I mean, I just, it, it'd uh, be a good change of scenery for Ben Simmons to me. Um, you know, as long Simmons as MB doesn't would, go with them, they'll be no. okay. You know, Simmons would
0: work better, I think, on Houston with John Wall playing the point guard um, and Eric Gordon and, and some of the their shooters around him. I, I think it would be a good trade for, um, for Houston. I think that's the best player they could possibly get. Um, but Philly doesn't have much for draft assets, so they're going to have to kind of take him and maybe another young player. Um, And and just kind of make it a one for one trade. Now, if I'm if I'm Philly, I I don't know that I make that trade. I don't know that I make that trade. Uh, I don't know that I'm Embiid is going to gel with Harden. And it makes you worse defensively. Harden is 31. Um, I I don't know. I I just uh, I don't know what
1: else Philly would have to give up. Too much most likely too much and 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 that'll that'll set them back you know for a whole year you give up for like you said possibly a rental you know it, it's it's just too much to ask and i, yeah, and I think what's what going to happen is there and, and him and beat fight
0: and they don't right each other and and it, it's going to get all ugly yeah.
1: And, yeah and doc's going to be in the middle of it and, and, and every
0: time harden moves from here on in he's going to get harder to move he's going to get harder to move. And, yeah, you know, he's, he's pricing a, himself out of the league pretty he's much. He's a generational right? – I mean, he's, he's a unique talent, but he's also not an easy fit on, on a team's offense. And, um, I mean, he doesn't – you know, his, his defense has gotten to be passable. But I, I, you, you look around, and, and, I mean, there was a rumor today about the Celtics, but the Celtics are hard-capped as well. Um, and it, it, they would need a third team to be involved. Of course. So, you know – who knows?
1: I think the Celtics would probably be a really good fit for Harden, um, depending on who would come. I, I would think they'd well, have to they'd have to slide off of uh, Kemba Walker. Yeah, but why
0: why would Houston want Kemba Walker?
1: Right, and that's I like, know that's why, I why it doesn't him. make sense. Simmons, any Simmons is a twenty
0: is a twenty four year old guy who made All Pro, was a third team All NBA. That's one of the you know defensive players of the year. <laughs> Kemba Walker is a guy that's starting the season on the bench right it's 30 yeah the it's just side of 30 and and he makes a lot of money and he's got a bad knee
1: it's just too tough i think harden stays put in the end and, and then goes into free agency and leaves next year i think I, I he's just too hard to move unless somebody you know one of these kind of borderline teams at least for now starts getting hot and you know they they play well and they need another guy kind of to, later on but I, I just, still, it's still just to too to hard to move
0: to that to much money. That's the thing to, to, to match the, 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 contracts. You have to almost blow up your team. Uh, you, you know, he could get traded to, they, they could fit him in on the, the, the contracts. You could trade the Oklahoma city. I was going to say the team he came from originally. <laughs> that's right. They could trade back Horford and George Hill and it would, it would be pretty close to matching salaries. Jeez. <laughs> but, uh, you know golden state's a team that it's kind of in a similar situation except for a different reason with Clay thompson getting that uh, you know another achilles after the, the A's. it's just you know unbelievable that uh, you know he, he he's just not a guy you can replace though and they're in this kind of weird spot where um, you know last year was a disaster the year before they were they were in the nba finals Except off of that team, they've lost Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, and they replaced them with Andrew Wiggins and and uh, uh, James Wiseman. So, uh, I I just I'm not real bullish on them. I think that that, that is a a roster that's really kind of um, it's it's crazy to say because a few years ago they were like such a dominant team, but they're really devoid of a lot of, of Top, top, top to your talent. Well,
1: you know, it, it's it's time for, for Wiggins to step up and shine. If, if he doesn't do that, they're going to be in trouble. I mean, you know, Steph's going to get his. Draymond's going to be Draymond. But beyond those two, they really don't have much. And if Wiggins can step up and fill a void, they could be okay. Um, my expectation is he's not going to be able to do that only because he, he's shown no desire at all since he's been in the league to do anything, uh, especially defensively. It's like having four guys out there. I, I look at
0: it like this. Um, they have to play the Lakers. They have to play the Nuggets. They have to play the Blazers. They have to play Dallas. They have to play Phoenix. They have to play Utah. They have to play, <laughs> play the Pelicans. Um, I, I don't see a lot of wins, a lot of Ws. Uh, in, in that group um, Houston uh, Having to play Houston Is, is not an easy thing um, and, and you know We don't know what Wiseman's going to bring them Wiseman's played four games of organized basketball In the last year and a half And you know these, he, he didn't play in the summer league Because there was no summer league He he's, he's, hasn't played in the preseason Because he's uh, he, he got uh, the COVID kind of deal So Yeah he's going to need some time I mean, it's going to take time. And those guys' centers, are, it's, it's, it's a tougher – it's so much different than college for, for a guy like him than a point guard. A point guard, obviously the NBA is different. The speed is different. The rules are different. The, the, the defense is different. The, every Everything's different. But you got the ball in your hand, you got the ball in your hand. It's still a little bit more um, easy to adopt than a center who, who suddenly has to go guard. Uh, Robin Lopez grown
1: men uh,
0: Lopez, <laughs> not going on a grown men, but grown men, 25 feet from the basket. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how many guys in college that are six foot nine, six foot 10 can shoot threes. Not many. And in the NBA, the ones that play mostly can. And a lot of teams that go small, you got to chase, you got to chase a smaller guy. So it's just a totally different package than, than they've ever been used to. Um, so it, it's crazy that two years ago, those teams were in the Western Conference final in a, like a classic series, and, and now they're both dead. And and in Houston's case, they gave up a lot of draft assets to, um, to get Russell Westbrook. So they... <laughs> I think they gave up two first-rounders and two pick swaps. Yeah, they're in a so bad situation. <laughs> if they get where they suck... um You know, they they have a real hard time um, recouping that. So, you know, that's the the thing is, is yeah, all right, make a trade for Ben Simmons. That's fine. But any other trade, I mean, if you take a look at the all-NBA list, there's virtually no other team that's going to trade any of those guys. So if you don't get that type of player coming back and, um, you know, John Wall – Fizzles and, and Boogie Cousins is, you know, Boogie Cousins has t- tons of injuries. Uh, we don't know what, what he's going to be like. Um, Gordon is, is a free agent after this year. He's going to be expensive or he's going to leave. So, I mean, that team could get bad in a hurry.
1: Yeah, it it really could. And And I think they're going to be at the point where, you know, th- this is kind of now or never. I mean, they're going to have to blow that up. And, and it sucks for John Wall because he just came out of a situation like that and now he's back in another one
0: yeah and we don't know um, we don't even know how much John Wall is going to play um, <laughs> it's hard to imagine that he's just going to come right back and start playing 35 minutes a game every game uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know it's, uh, that, that's one of the question marks um, I had about the Nets I, I ranked the Nets ninth or eighth, excuse me, on my on my list. And it's not because they don't have talent, because they probably have as talented a roster as that exists in the NBA. But I talked about it with Jason and you know, Jason goes to a lot of Nets games. Basically because he can't afford to go to Knicks games. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but um you know he he's kind of he's he, he's not that high on them and, and, and I, I kind of tend to agree in that not only are you adding two um, great talents, but two guys that have unique playing styles that want to play together. But that was two years ago. And these guys are coming off major injuries. And how well do they mesh number one with the players that are there? How much is, uh, are they going to play um, in the beginning of the season as, as they kind of uh get their get their legs back under them because you can practice all you want but until you're playing games at the level and speed that they play at you're not going to be completely back and until you prove you can do that and how do they mesh with the guys that are already there um you know Brooklyn had a pretty good team of you know they they have talent denwitty is a talented player Karis Levert's a talented player jared allen's a talented player um They've got some secondary guys that, that are that are good role players, but it's just a team that seems like it's going to take a little bit of time for them to gel. And it also, people forget that even though the Knicks are kind of getting a lot of the headlines in New York, if Brooklyn loses three games in a row, oh man, they're going to have all the headlines <laughs> because they have a brand new coach who's never coached, um, and. Jay's point about defense was was was, was correct in that um, they're not a very good defensive team, especially without with Jared Allen uh, sitting and then you know, playing DeAndre Jordan, who's you know he, he's just not nearly the player he used to be. Right, nah, he, He's on his way out. You know, you got to figure that KD is not quite going to be them. I mean, KD was a great defensive player, but at some point. He's gonna probably be like LeBron does, where he picks his spots a lot more and he rests because I mean he's coming off an Achilles tendon off of two years. It's a big, it's a big, big injury. Um, and you know Kyrie is Kyrie, and I thought hiring Nash was a good was, was interesting in that he's a brand new guy. He doesn't have any. Um, baggage with him he doesn't have any tendencies and he's a guy that that you should be able to get these guys to respect and that you know they can't say he hasn't done it i mean the guy's a two-time mvp so and and he's a two-time mvp like in this guy's era it wasn't like he was a two-time mvp in 1978 where these guys just read about it you know
1: but um yeah, but that's gone. Sideways in the past too. I mean, look at look at Jason Kidd. I mean he he hasn't really <laughs> he panned out as a coach. Um he wasn't bad, but you know, it's it just remains to be seen. I, I think Steve Nash will, will command that respect. It's just i I think that team, despite KD being probably their best player, the team will live and die with whatever Kyrie. Decides to do on on a given day. I mean, it, it's really you know, like you said before, the ball's in their hands. If the ball's in his hands, they're gonna live and die with whatever he's doing. Um, especially with their coach, the way he is and the way he was as a player. I'm sure a lot of that will come out. Um, and remember, they they have Mike
0: D'Antoni is is the lead assistant, right? So, so they're
1: gonna be gunning. They're they're gonna be running, gunning, no defense.
0: That's really how it it it's. That that's Kings, what that tells me. Them versus, them versus the Kings, the over under might be two hundred and sixty <laughs> points easily. I mean, the Kings are another team that that should be an elite offensive team, but man, they can't. They're, they're not
1: going to be able to guard anybody. They can't guard their lunch, man. It, it's it's just not happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, i i have I have high hopes for the Nets. I just think, like you said, they they need they might need a little bit of time early, and in this season, which the way they're trying to cram games in, they might get a slow start and it might hurt them. Come, you know, and and, and you know, they're really, uh, I
0: mean, the Nets are going to be on national TV all the time. The some of the books have them second, third choice. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure, and, and they do play in New York. And if if the Knicks get off to a, you know, not a terrible or not a great start and the media starts to get a little bored with with them because there's not probably a whole lot going on over there, Brooklyn's going to get a lot of attention. And if they play well, they're going to get a lot of praise, but it's New York. And if they don't play well, they are going to get attacked. And Kyrie wanted this. Kevin Durant wanted this um this is their choice so so they got a lot of
1: pressure on themselves as well well they're both kind of wishy-washy characters anyway so that that to me is interesting in itself um to see how they play together over the long haul because i know in short spurts they might be really good but i mean those guys notoriously don't you know they they're not they're not always the best team players let's say
0: yeah it's uh it's an interesting dynamic that they they have there and um i, I really they they're going to they're going to they're gonna be interesting at the very least um they're going to be interesting um there's a bunch of guys that you would think are playing on bad teams that um it, you know you look at the rosters now and then you think you know, going forward, um, does Kevin Love get moved from Cleveland? Does um, George Hill and uh, Trevor Ariza and Al Horford get moved from OKC? Does Blake Griffin ever get moved? I don't think he'll get moved because he has a player option next year for like forty-four million. Yeah, ridiculous. So, it, I, for I mean, a guy that's six ten that doesn't
1: rebound, but
0: it know. just becomes a salary cap situation. No matter how good he is, it's hard to fit that kind of guy in your, under your cap. Uh, especially with uh, i mean that that's a, a contract from uh, the pre-covid era where the nba's revenues were a little bit better than they are I mean most um places i think cleveland is, is having 300 fans <laughs> like why bother yeah, yeah i mean really <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy but um um does the uh, does Chicago move Zach Levine or Corrado Porter? Does um, um, you know who's not signed? Uh, and I don't know; he hasn't announced he's retired yet, but he might kind of be doing an Aguadala kind uh, of like you know at the early season they right. pick and chooses spot. Uh, Al Corver, yep, has, has not signed a contract with anyone, and he's also not announced that he's retired. So. I'm guessing he he's out there. If if Orlando kind of tanks, does uh, do, do they look to move Terrence Ross? Um, the Spurs. What do the Spurs do? You got DeMar DeRozan, um, and you have LaMarcus Aldridge, and you have some young guards that that are are talented. But Injury in the prime. West, they're about the 11th or 12th best team. So they don't even look like they're going to be able to, I mean, they could, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but to, just to get into the playing tournament to try to, you know, get the right to get wiped out by the Lakers or Nuggets in the first round. Um, you know, do, do they make a move? Um, you know, there was rumors that DeRozan was going to the Lakers, but that that was never going to happen because they just didn't have enough money to do it. But um, uh, does Ricky Rubio get moved? Um, to a team looking for a point guard from Minnesota, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys playing on on bad teams that um, that could help a,
1: a, a playoff team. Well, I think this is, that's a product of of not really having an off season. Um, you know, usually those kind of things work themselves out, but they're they're still going to be kind of actively kind of doing things. It, it seems like you know. The rumors haven't died down. Um, You have a lot of question marks in a lot of places. Like you said, those mediocre teams, like, you know, how could you be excited if you're a Chicago Bulls fan? I just don't understand how that that's possible. Well, you got Billy Donovan, which
0: (laughs) I I thought it was very odd that Billy Donovan left Oklahoma city because he absolutely positively didn't want to work at a rebuild, which I, I can understand. Um, but then he time to Chicago, who is like a half a step ahead of OKC in the rebuild with less assets. I have to say that um, I watched a couple of Chicago Bulls preseason games. And that's kind of embarrassing to admit, but um, <laughs> I love Patrick Williams. Yeah, he can play. He's good. That guy's really good. He's very good. Holy, I, I didn't think he was as big as he is. He, he's 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 a he's a, at least six foot eight and he can move he can he, he's like uh i was really impressed by him and again these are preseason games and um you know it's the beginning of a weird year but man that, that guy he, he, he impressed me a lot i i was very he's gonna play a lot I, I think he's a he's like 18 to one in the rookie of the year really um that yeah, high? I I would yes. think he would be lower than eighteen. Yes, that's kind of nuts, and he he should get play, plenty of playing time. Um, you know Billy Donovan is is a is a good coach, and um, you know those old guys start pouting. He he's he's gonna play the young guys, and uh, I think that's kind of the. I think that's kind of the uh, the thought process there. I mean, they they can't be considering, you know, the playoffs this year. No. But um yeah, yeah. I, I was I was really impressed by him. Um you know I think uh the mellow ball is the favorite uh in most places to win a rookie year. But but
1: I mean I don't I don't understand he how he that really could be score. possible. I mean, not that he's he he wouldn't win the award. I mean he's definitely in the running, but you know, I mean I guess he's coming in in the same situation, a lot of these other college guys. And, and, and a lot of people haven't seen, seen them. I mean uh, you know, a lot of the guys coming out of college, they, there was no tournament last year. So it's like, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get because guys can grow into themselves by leaps and bounds, getting on the NBA programs with with these strength coaches and things. And and they may turn into, uh, you know, really good players um, under the radar even. But um, you know, they, I did see that one pass that uh, Lamelo Ball threw. Um, I watched that game when he when they played the Magic the other night, and that was an exceptional play. I mean, that that's better than any play I've seen his brother make. <laughs> and he's he, been in the NBA got, for three years.
0: <laughs> he's got great vision. He's he's a he's a tremendous passer, but he just can't score. And I, that's I gonna be the problem and, and, and it's hard to win a rookie of the year without scoring the most points it just is um i'm really excited about seeing uh zion and i know will hooks kills him all the time oh. but uh, an in shape zion is, is really to me a uh, uh, one of the kind of the quietly forgotten things um was how crazy everyone was last year about zion coming in and and then he got hurt and then he.
1: You know I mean when he played he was he was when nasty. he played he,
0: he, he was he was great and you know he's had time off. I think the, the time off did him good to get himself uh in, in shape and, and then uh you know he's playing under no restrictions this year. So I mean I think he might have a, a huge year and uh I, I would take a flyer on him and the most improved player. Jason and I were laughing about some of the guys who were listed as uh, under the most improved player odds like uh, like Jamal Murray like how much what, what do you think he's going to do score like 37 you know, how, how much more improved can the guy get or, or even Devin Booker like seriously I mean how's Devin Booker going to be how is he in the running guy? he's been he's, he's been he's consistently like a,
1: nasty over the last already, three years Right. I mean how could a, he get any better
0: he, he uh, blessed you he played an all-star level so like I guess, you know, sometimes the books put the numbers out there and people bet him and they figure, well. but um, They know
1: he's not getting it.
0: (laughs) But Zion, I I could see Zion, uh, I could see him scoring 25 and 12 rebounds a game. And it was a little odd that they picked up Stephen Adams, but I think they picked up Stephen Adams to do some of the dirty work and and kind of, uh, you know, beat Zion's caddy, set picks, get rebounds, and do the dirty work underneath it, that, uh, you know, let Zion kind of free it up because they had Jackson Hayes at center. but Jackson Hayes is not a dirty. He's not the same kind of guy. Yeah. No. He, he's kind of a, a run to the basket, you know, try to block shots, but you know, Steven Adams will, he'll maul you. And, and I said, I think I would make the, I would make the, 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 the Pelicans the morning line favorite in any NBA brawl with Steven Adams and Zion.
1: I mean, that, that's got to be a pretty tough common one-two <laughs> Yeah, That's rough. And Stan. You can't, you can't forget. Yeah. And Brandon Ingram
0: thinks he's tough. I think Steven Adams would actually take Brandon Ingram and use him as a bat. And just, like, you know, <laughs> knock that up. Remember, who was it Brandon Brandon Ingram was going to fight a couple of years ago? Was it, like, two oh, years ago? Oh, man, before? I forget. He was going to fight something. He looked like Tommy Hearns jabbing from, like, eight feet away.
1: He's got that long reach, though.
0: The dude's he, is he, like He a, does have the long
1: reach, but... Uh, with Chris Paul, Chris Paul always fights with people, but uh, yeah, I think it was in that Rondo fisticuffs they had when he thought he just spit on him, Rondo, or whatever you know,
0: Rondo winds up in, in uh, Atlanta, which which was kind of a, a man, well, I saw that. I, mean, I tell you was, what, man, if, if... I, 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 it took two takes, I was thinking, uh, okay, all right, you know, like, I guess he got another ring, so he's maybe. I don't know. It was weird. I mean, he wasn't you know what, get he, that-
1: he does that. He's done that before where he just kind of fledged on a team for a little while and then got traded to a good team and then played pretty good, you know, and then he ends up with the Lakers last year. Now he's with this team, you know, with, with uh, Trey Young and the gang. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just like, man, I'd give it up, <laughs> but he's hanging in there. That money's too good. That's that's good money. It's good money,
0: and, and I, honestly, he could he could help Trey many. He, uh, Trey Young is a little bit of a mentor, and, and God, Trey Young could use some help on defense. That boy just doesn't, you know. He, he's like a he's
1: tiny. You know, turns. He's like a
0: turnstile, though. Yeah, he's tiny. I mean, every he, once in a while, you got to just at least trip somebody, you know, get get <laughs> give him something to think about. <laughs> well, he's got but, Capella
1: in the back now, so so maybe well, he'll he'll be able to raise some shots for him. You know, the Atlanta is, is, is really
0: deep. I mean, and I think it's a, important this year as opposed to most other years in that you're probably going to lose somebody or a group of guys at some point during the season. Um, and, I mean, the NBA will wind, wind up being The the team that wins, it might be the team that gets the luckiest with COVID. The least COVID positives. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, Atlanta essentially goes almost 12 deep. Um, You know, they signed uh, Chris Dunn, and his offensive game is lacking, but he's an exceptional defensive player. Um, They they brought in Rondo, as we just said. They brought in uh, Gallinari, um, who's a a good shooter, you know, space the floor for him. Guys, he's 18 points. He falls out of bed and scores 18 points. (laughs) Uh, And and, uh, Bogdanovich, who, you know, in one of the probably biggest screw-ups in in NBA front office history, um, you know, gets rerouted from Milwaukee, where he had a a perfect role carved out and and really was going to be a, a, I mean, in my opinion, a big, big, Plus, for the Bucks, and uh, you know they tampered and they admitted it uh, publicly, which is kind of really stupid. And of course, the NBA slapped him on the wrist today and gave him, <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to take your second round pick from twenty twenty two away. All right, great. They have they have the the Greek freak and Jr um, and uh, Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. The, the The second pick two years from now in the second round, mm.
1: it's,
0: it's going to be like pick fifty eight. You could buy that pick for, like, uh, a $50 Starbucks gift certificate <laughs> and some Euro guys stashed in, in, in Bulgaria. I mean, it's like,
1: why even bother?
0: You know? well, Like, why even bother?
1: Yeah, that that was really peculiar to me when it happened. Because, like you said, the guy was going to open up the floor for Giannis. Why well, you know, supposedly you know? what happened
0: was... Um, some of the rival executives and the other teams went nuts and said, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, 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 oh. How can they sign a guy that they can't even talk to yet? You know, they already have him as going here. They can't even speak to him yet. This is, you know, we all know tampering happens, but this is egregious. <laughs> and the NBA kind of was forced to do something about it. Um, and, and it really is a big loss because, they really weren't able to um, to to make uh, to 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 come up with a guy to like him. There's not many guys like him. No, but I think he'll he'll help Atlanta. I thought it was weird that Atlanta signed him because um, he kind of plays the same position as Kevin Herder plays, and I guess to me that would be a negative for for Herder in that they're bringing this guy in, they're overpaying him. So they're certainly going to play him, and, and at this point, he's a better player than Herder. But uh, Herter has, has, has struggled to stay well, not hurt. So, um, but they, you know, they have John Collins at the power forward. John Collins was a twenty and ten guy, and um, they 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 drafted a uh, a center, and they have Capella. So they have. Him a ton of guys that, 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 seem like they need, um, need playing time. And I don't know how, uh, they're going to figure that all out because it, it's, a. Uh, and, and at some point I might say, you know what, it was a brilliant decision because look, so-and-so got COVID, but they filled right in and they had this guy and this guy, and they really didn't miss a beat, but, you know, having too many guys a lot of times winds up being a chemistry issue because, The guys that aren't playing are
1: unhappy as hell
0: are unhappy, (laughs) especially young guys, uh, especially young guys who are, you know, guys in their third year trying to play for that contract, you know, trying to play for that next big contract um, or guys that, you know, towards your end of your career, uh, especially in teams that aren't considered like playoff contenders, because it's not like you're going to say, well, I'm going to sacrifice for a team. Like, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice for a team. We're going to finish 11th in the Eastern Conference. So,
1: you know, what what good did that do? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean that that's another one of those mysteries where I looked like you did at their roster and I was like, Man, they got a lot of guys. A lot of pretty decent players. What are they gonna do with all these guys? Because, you know obviously not everybody can play and there's somebody gonna get unhappy. I mean, you know, barring any injuries, you know, this is probably the worst time for them not to have any injuries because <laughs> then they have the 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 quandary of what do you do with all these good players? You can't play them all like you know fifteen minutes. That's useless. So you know some dudes are going to be odd man out, and it might cause some some issues chemistry wise. Yeah, that that's a it's a lot easier
0: on a team like I said that, that's a contender. Because, you know what, you can rally the troops around the ring, give up a little bit, everybody gives up a little bit, we got a shot at the ring, we got a shot at at glory, we got a shot at going far. But when you're, you know, I I mean, I think Atlanta will make the playoffs, they certainly should be in the top 10 in the East. Um, I mean, the bottom of the East looks like uh, Cleveland, Detroit, the Knicks, Chicago, Charlotte, Um, probably Orlando, and Washington. (gasps) Don't say the O word. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna they're, make they're, the playoffs, bro. Why? They're, they're 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 better. The Hawks are better than Orlando
1: on the roster. But
0: I see John, uh Jonathan Isaac's managed to get an eighty million dollar contract today, despite <laughs> Jesus, <man. laughs> despite being despite walking around with a cast on his leg. And and your man Markel Folks,
1: 50 million for three years. Man, he got paid. They better. Wow. Well, I mean, they they already penciled him in as the starters. So you know. Although Cole Anthony has been looking pretty good. <laughs> but I, I think he's a good compliment. They're, they're going to be okay. I think the Magic is, is like, again, the sleeper team. They, they, they're decent, especially in the East. They couldn't – if that team was in the West, they, they wouldn't survive. They they get pummeled. But in no. the East, they have a fighting chance because you got those teams right. like they get to Philly. Play clean. You know, they Philly that on paper looks really good, but it's like well, they don't scare anybody. Same thing with Milwaukee. They really don't scare anybody. I mean, they're like you said; they will dominate during the regular season, but they're not a scary team. It's like they're just going to mop up everybody. They're going to lose their fair share too, um especially with the shortened season. You know, I, I don't know. It's 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 going to be weird. I mean, it, it's kind of cool because it's a different element, um, but at the same time everything is kind of a question mark. It, the, things could go really good or really sour real quick. Who is your, your final four? Man, I, I think I think it's going to be uh, Portland and the Lakers in the West. And as much as this pains me to say, <laughs> I think it's going to be the Celtics and Miami.
0: Yeah, that that's those are those are. Listen, those those picks are not out of the realm of possibility at, at all. I mean,
1: um, I mean, I I definitely you know the, the thing is that pains me is the part of the Celtics. I think I think it's either the Celtics or the Nets. The Nets have that that ability to to be in that spot, um, but it all it's 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 crazy. I mean, it, it, they could be. Horrible. <laughs> they have the potential to be horrible, even with all those good guys they got. So, you know, I, I I'm I'm playing it safe by saying Boston. I'm
0: taking uh, I'm taking the Heat and the Bucks, and and the West. Uh, I'm taking the Lakers and I'm taking the Nuggets, which is kind of a. Um, I mean, that's three three out of the four teams that made it this year. But I think that the Heat are a solid team. I think they, they have young guys that are going to get better. Jimmy Butler seems to have found a home there. Uh, Dragic still has some, some game left.
1: Um, Amazingly,
0: know, Har- he does. <laughs> Harkless kind of, uh, you know, takes the place of Crowder. Um, I, I think uh, I, I like the kid they drafted out of Memphis. Uh, Bam Adebayo has just gotten better every year. There's no reason to think he won't continue to get a bit better. He doesn't have that contract thing hanging over his head anymore. Um, Spoltz is a great coach. And I think a lot of the other teams in the East have question marks. There's a lot of pressure on the Bucks. A lot of pressure because, um, you know, how, how the Toronto – you know, <laughs> Toronto – blew out in the first round every year, even if they had the best <laughs> record in the league. And, and finally, they broke through that. Um, and it took Kawhi to do that. But I, I think the Bucks, they still have the, the best player. And I think Drew Holiday is, is really going to use this uh stage because here's a guy he he, he's a really he's he's a great player and and, and nobody knows about him in the mainstream people don't know who he is they confuse him with his brothers who both play for the bulls and it's like uh, i think the guy's going to step up and i think he's going to be uh be able to to take that that second star role um away from middleton and i think that'll help middleton And I think it relieves a little bit of pressure on Middleton because George Hill is a good player. Eric Bledsoe is a good player, but they're not star players. And I I think Holiday, he's going to be able to come in there and and kind of uh, take over that role. And and, um, I don't know that they'll beat the Heat, but I I think that they'll make the finals. I I just think the Sixers are flawed. I think the Nets are flawed. I think the Celtics, um, if... Kemba's knee doesn't get better. I mean, Kemba's knee was bothering him in the playoffs. Sure was. And I, I don't know, um, you know, the, the, their backup plan is Jeff Teague and Jeff Teague kind of has looked gassed for a couple years now. And um, I think that's, that's a problem for them. The Raptors. I, I don't like the fact they have to play on the road the whole year. Um, and, and they have to play perfectly to win games in the playoffs in the, in the deep in the playoffs. They, they have to, to hit their shots uh, which I guess you could t- say that on every team, but but they really have got to be at, at their best.
1: So Well, because they, they lack that, you know, bona fide, solid, top 15 type player. They have a lot of really good players that are on the verge of that. But, you know, I mean, I, I like Siakam and all, but he, he's just not that type of player yeah. to me. Or at least he I- hasn't shown it yet.
0: I was saying that before the the I think Siakam's role needs to be kind of adjusted. I think they kind of tried to to give him that that Kawhi, um, you know, give him the ball, kind of get out of his way. But he he's, he's not, not that, that kind of, of guy. Yeah, he's not that type of player. And 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 uh, I think he's better in, in a complementary role. And um, I think Van Vliet makes out his team. I really do. And uh, he yes, he, he's not probably an All NBA player, but. Like you said, the guy doesn't make mistakes. He hits big shots. He, he's a good playmaker. He, he does everything good, and it's hard to it's hard to knock guys like that. But but I don't think that they'll get by Miami, and I don't think they'll get by the Bucs. And uh, in the West, I, I think the Nuggets. I mean, people forget how young Jokic is, and and you know he. I think he gets underrated some sometimes because he just doesn't look like what your 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 NBA superstar guy is supposed to look like. He's kind of doughy, kind of goofy, <laughs> and, you know, he's not very fast. He, he's kind of, you know, he looks funny when he runs. But he's the type of guy that, you know, you look up in the stat sheet and he's got 27 points and 13 rebounds and 11 assists and you and, and you lost the game. And
1: he's 25 years old. Dude, I used to hate dudes like that when I played. <sighs> I'll be honest, I never
0: played against so many dudes just
1: like him. Oh, <laughs> and I, I have, and, and it's, it's so frustrating because, like, you don't really notice until after the game you look at the stats and you're like how did this guy kill us? How did he kill us? I don't understand.
0: You know they have Jamal Murray who who really stepped out in the playoffs. Um you know Michael Porter Jr. who who's just figured to get better and better,
1: uh
0: especially on the offensive end.
1: Um healthy Gary Harris that, that, will, will do them a lot of Gary that. Harris was was was, was uh um, you know you you
0: go back and you look at the Utah series the Utah series looked like Utah was going to beat Denver until so Gary Harris came back because Donovan Mitchell was just destroying um, everyone that they tried to guard him with and when Harris came back he got him under control I mean he didn't shut him down by anything but there was no more 50 point outbursts and Harris uh, his shot kind of disappeared, but he doesn't need to do much other than hit open shots on this team, especially when you insert Porter with uh, Jamal Murray and 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 Jokic on the team. There's just he he doesn't need to create a lot of offense. Uh, they got Millsap back on, on, a, on a bargain contract. Huh. Uh, they added Jamichael uh, from uh, from the, the Clippers, who in in my eyes is, is going to be able to. To be at least 90% of what Jeremy Grant was. Right. He, he's
1: um, going to fill that void. Um, it's not a bad pickup.
0: No. And, and uh, I mean, and, and they got him you know, on the cheap. Um, you know, Monte Morris is, is a good backup. I, I like the guy they picked up, and this is kind of a, one of these hidden things that, you know, might wind up winning a playoff game for him. They picked up a guy named Facundo Campozo. He's been a top five or top six European player in the last five or six years. He's an undersized point guard, but he can shoot. He can run. He can he can he run the floor. And uh, I think Denver is the one team that has a home court advantage, even without having fans and in, in going there and playing in the altitude. And when they play fast, and that's what this guy that's what this guy's uh, this guy's game is. Uh, you know, th- this is the team that uh, acquired his rights and and he wanted to play in this system, they'll run you off the floor. But uh, I I like Denver. I think the playoff experience last year is going to help them. And, you know, all their best players should be getting better. I said, I like Patrick Williams for rookie of the year. Um, you know who I like for most improved player? And, and I don't even know that he was on the, the, the sheet. Uh, Marvin Bagley. And, of course, you know, most improved player. In, in some ways, it kind of says, well, you you weren't playing that well. And he has really not played that well. But he has not been healthy. When he was healthy last year, he, he actually played really good. So, um, you know, may, maybe he's, uh, he's, he's kind of able to fulfill that role. He's always gonna be, you know, the guy that got picked before uh, Luca Doncic,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he's forever haunted by that. But um,
1: yeah, my I, my I, pick I, would be Zion. I don't know if he was on the sheet either, but yeah, Zion's on there. Yeah, I, I would Zion. say he would be the guy that would be the front runner for me.
0: I think the one thing that Zion might get—he's
1: um, got the hype machine behind him.
0: Well, I, I, I think he might get discriminated against almost because everyone already knew how good he was. So it's just going to be kind of like, well, he's not really improved; he's just getting a chance to play. But um, he, he's he certainly, you know, I, mean, I, I predicted him to to go for twenty five and twelve. So, um.
1: well, that was kind of like what happened to Siakam. He just didn't have the name. I mean, he was yeah. playing. Who was a behind value tunist and. That was just, I think that's the reason why they fired the coach up in Toronto because they had Siakam on the bench not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think they'll, they'll try to squeeze something to get uh, Zion some, some, some shine. You know, he, he had a tough time last year, and if he puts it together and he plays a lot of games this year, I think he might be the guy.
0: Who do you like for MVP? Who do I always
1: like for MVP, man?
0: You know, it's hard to get MVP when you play for uh, with another player like Davis who who's going to steal votes away from you. And I don't know if LeBron's going to play enough in the regular season this year.
1: Uh, well, we, we still have our lunch bed about, about Christmas Day. He'll be playing on Christmas Day. He's not going to play, man. Or he's going to play very playing. little.
0: He'll be playing. He'll have candy canes out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're kind of right. I mean, it is tough because you know you got an all, they, they an all NBA both. guy playing opposite you. Um, right, you know that that does hurt your chances. I mean, Luca
0: is the favorite. He, he's he is uh, seven to two. Luca, huh? Yeah, Luca is the favorite. Well, and if they don't win any
1: games, the- it's going to be hard for him to to win it.
0: Yeah, he, he does fill up the stat sheet. He and, does. And, and he does Absolutely. does make plays that get on SportsCenter. And and, and he seems like he, you know, it, it shouldn't matter, but he seems like he's a, a guy that people like, probably because he doesn't speak English that great and doesn't talk. To anyone, <laughs> you know? so, but um, I, I like Dame Lillard.
1: That's a, that's a good that choice. Portland,
0: I think Portland could really surprise. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Portland was the number two or number three seed. I think they're going to play well, Um, and and Lillard, this might be it. I mean, he might be saying, "Hey, we we got a bunch of guys. Management went all in here. We got we got healthy again, and I'm just gonna like, I'm just not gonna be stopped." And and I could see him averaging 34 a game. Oh, he can do it
1: because he he's an at will type guy. I mean, he turns it on like a light switch.
0: I mean, this this is his prime, and I think, you know, a guy like him, he sees. Uh, uh, Booker getting some cred. He's getting, uh, you know, Murray's kind of like sneaking up there. Donovan Mitchell just got a big, huge contract. He he really kind of broke out, and I think he wants to reestablish who's the top dog in in, in, in the guard position, especially in the West. And uh, I, I can see he's like sixteen to one.
1: So man, that's a great bet. I, I, would, I think I might he's, have to to explore he's all that eight. option. First team. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. They're going to put some respect on his name this year. I mean, how can you not like that guy? No, I love him, man. He's great. was there
0: a greater scene than when he hit the the, the (laughs) 35-footer in in Game 7 in the playoff series two years ago and then waved by? by,
1: Man, that was a beast.
0: I mean... You you gotta love that. It just
1: uh, I mean Craig Makhowski might not love that, but it, it just is you
0: know. Well,
1: I mean nothing but nothing. Craig's an OKC fan, so there's that. Love the guy. One of the, one yeah. Of the few. Yeah, I, I like when I get my uh my my stray Craig text about about <laughs> the <laughs> about the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's so fantastic. Yeah. yeah, this year
0: he's gonna be a big dork fan. That they're, they're gonna try to they are gonna try to make it they're gonna try to make it respectable but uh i mean listen the guy uh decided that you know and with management's approval of course that they weren't ever gonna i mean he probably said listen we're losing ground against the better teams in the west We gotta
1: do something different
0: (laughs) we're not gonna get free agent to come here and you know let's let's start over and the the first you know the first chip to fall was, was the Paul George trade, where they got you know an unbelievable array of, uh, of assets. Um, you know, if, if the Clippers downturn and the Rockets kind of go slide over the next few years, and I, I mean, basically, everybody I know that, that knows basketball is not high on either of those, no moving <laughs> forward. I mean, OKC might be might they might have two or three lottery picks in a couple of these years, which which is just insane. And yes, you still have to make good picks. You still have to develop the players, and you do run into issues with too many young guys when it's time for them to get paid, uh, which is what happened with OKC in the first time. Yeah, they had to pay three guys. They they just they just couldn't pay. You know, the, the management wasn't willing to. To, to pay the, the luxury tax. And uh, it, it's it's an interesting process. It's kind of like the process number two. Um, that they, they didn't exactly tank like Philly just absolutely tried to lose. And the way the NBA has shifted the draft lottery now... Um, it doesn't always it, pay well, off. <laughs> it, it doesn't pay off. I mean, look at the Knicks. The Knicks had the worst record. Did they get Zion? No. Did they get John Morant? No. They got RJ Barrett. So... You know they got the B team, and it's just a, probably a good thing, and it's probably a good thing to to put rules in to, to try to get teams to win, um, where or, or I should say I should I should rephrase that. It's probably a good thing to put rules in so the teams
1: don't intentionally lose games. Right, you don't want to be the Jets. Oh, no. never mind. Especially that. in an
0: era now where we have legalized betting. Which, which kind of raises the the stakes a little bit in that uh, if you're kind of looking the other way when teams are, are putting their um, substitutes in and when they're down four with five minutes to go <laughs> instead of their starters, it, it, it's, it, it's not a good look for you as a league. And uh, I think the play-in tournament where you're essentially saying that uh, you have expanded the playoffs by two teams. This is like the playing game for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. and you win two games, you're in the playoffs, bang bang. If you if you're the the seven or eight team seed, you win one game, you're in the playoffs. But that that's you know it's an incentive to, for teams to, to to play harder and uh, play throughout the season. And and uh, I, I like it. I mean, uh, I, you're gonna get teams, and it'll be good games. And yes, the the seven and eight and nine teams are are not real championship contenders. But they're going to be good games, and and you know there's nothing better than NBA games where they're they're, they're um, it's a win or lose, do or die type situation, a game seven type situation. Those are those games are the intensity is is off the charts, and and the games are just uh they're just unbelievable. Even the, the those playing games, I, I can already see that they're going to be uh they're going to be good games.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely something to look forward to. You know, a little wrinkle that. That makes it a lot more interesting come playoff time. And the good thing about OKC is they got rid of playoff P. So I don't think anybody <laughs> wants playoff P. <pee.
0: laughs> no, well, yeah, they they, they probably get rid of playoffs too. So.
1: And <laughs> no playoff, no P.
0: No, no playoffs for the P. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, we've uh, we've kind of covered most everything, and this is probably the longest NBA preview in the history of NBA previews. But uh, if anyone's actually made it to this point, you deserve a medal. Hey, get them. But but anyways, I, I do appreciate you uh, you joining us as always. This is kind of a a different kind of Monday show. It's it's actually uh, next more
1: week. more of a big Monday show for real now.
0: This is this is actually a, a, a kind of a quasi big Monday and it's it's long I mean uh, the color purple probably is is, is shorter Oof. than this movie roots Than this podcast roots like a week long
1: we, <laughs> yeah, we should have gave a day to every team
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I just couldn't come up with a some some of the teams like the Pistons. Ugh, garbage. I just don't don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what they're doing. You know look good? Christian Wood. The guy that they let walk to go to, to um Houston, who seems like he has potential to be a better player than well, well certainly better than Plumley and then probably better than, than Jeremy Grant, who who I can't believe is making twenty million dollars a year. The guy really has an no offensive game.
1: Not a ounce of offense. <laughs> that, that
0: that just was the most bizarre. I just don't know what they're doing. So you know, it's like in a fantasy league when a guy wants to like dominate one. I remember it was in a fantasy league one year in baseball, and the guy's first like four picks were closers, and everybody was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm winning the saves division." It's like, "Yeah, but you're gonna lose everything." <laughs> else. Well, that was his his strategy. It was he he knocked out saves first and yes he had the top like three or four closers but uh it, it's like the Pistons said yeah let's get all the big men they, they signed okafor who who is is why you know, i don't understand why they already have blake griffin that they they, they they let wood walk that they brought in jeremy grant and, and they they signed plumley then they drafted big guys I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what's going. It was like on. the Knicks. They
1: they stacked up on every power forward they could find.
0: Yeah, we'll see how good that worked out. <laughs> well, thankfully, they've gotten rid of them. Just Julius Randall is the last chip to fall. Julius, you need to go. But uh, I talked to Jason about that. I said, you know, the most interesting thing in New York. Is going to be seeing how long Thibodeau can keep playing young guys, because you know young guys make mistakes because they're inexperienced and they're new, and especially when they're playing with a lot of other young guys. And how long till he just like freaks out and just says screw it and goes back to the veteran lineups and uh, you know play, plays like uh, every game is game seven,
1: five games I give him
0: five games. Give, you give him, you give him five, games, five games. You don't think he'll make it to? You, you don't think he'll make it to
1: uh, the first weekend? Nope. Past the first weekend, nope. January. Nope. Not Tibbs, especially if they're not playing defense. It's over. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing
0: though is that the the veterans on the team stink too. So it's not like they're any good. True. Yeah, he might be stuck. But, <laughs> uh, it, it's a very odd. It's a very odd team, but. I said, you know where your franchise has been when people are saying you had a great off season simply because you didn't make any egregiously bad signings or trades. You know, they didn't trade any draft picks away. They didn't sign any 32-year-old guys to ridiculous contracts, and
1: that, that, that's like a win. Well, I, I hope Obi Toppin proves me wrong because, you know, I thought he was just highlights, nothing else. I didn't think his game was all that good. I'd like to see him prove me wrong, but I don't know. I
0: think he's a good player. I mean, I don't think he's a star guy, but he's athletic enough to play. um, I mean, if they really go small ball, he he could. In in college, he played small ball five a lot. And um, he can run the floor. He's, He's athletic. Uh, his defense is going to have to pick up
1: and well that goes over time in the NBA you know unless unless you come in just defensively sound or from a coach that that really preached that kind of thing you're a little behind because it's quick I mean you know the shot clock everything it's quick and it's tough to get acclimated I know I had a hard time you know even when I played in the USBL it's a hard adjustment you know, to get used to the, the, the shot clock. And then the pace of the game is so much different and and it it takes some time to get used to. I, I, I can understand that, you know, there's some, some people that can, can catch it right away, but uh, it's tough. I mean, you get away with it, the bigger you are because you can cover that much more ground and cover up mistakes. You know, guards have a tougher time because it's, it's, it's just faster. Uh, he's also got to get used to uh, Julius
0: Randle not passing him. Oh before. yeah,
1: well you know that's going up, so he he just might as well either offensive rebound or head the other
0: way. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I'm all right with and I mean he's okay. I, point, I think he's good. That, I at, think at that, that point was like a in pick. the draft, um, you know you had a lot of um, there's, there's a lot there's just question marks about everybody at that point and. You know they kind of got screwed with the RJ Barrett thing, and there's a huge drop off between John Moran and RJ Barrett. There just Man. is, and, you know. Yeah, there is huge. And Barrett Barrett's a decent enough player, and and I think he'll get better. Um, hopefully he he can develop. I mean, right now to me, he's kind of like a less athletic Andrew Wiggins. Um, that's a good way he, to put it. He, he's kind of a a you know got a little bit of a spotty jumper. Uh, he's a decent playmaker. Um, not very motivated on defense. Um, just kind of, you know, not a not a great three point shooter at all. Not a great foul free throw shooter. Which which is really kind of concerning because there's very few guys that become good shooters that aren't good free throw shooters. Uh, and shooting is a skill that can be learned. Certainly, it can be, but it's not learned overnight. No. And I, I think he's going to be limited in, in, in what he's uh, going to be able to do. I mean, he might be able to get himself to an 18, 19 point a game score. If the guy can give us 19 and six oh, 19 that's perfect. and seven, that's it, it's great. You know, uh, I don't see him ever being like an all star, but he did get screwed by not being on the second team all rookie last year. That that really Yeah,
1: happen. that was kind of messed
0: up. But. Um, You know, I mean, Mitch Robinson's a good player, and and they've tried to make him into like a Gobert. um, You know, follow the Gobert model, and he has the ability physically, but the guy's a foul machine. It's it's tough to develop a a game around uh, and and develop a a rapport with other players when always on the bench. You you know, (laughs) yeah, because you're you always got four fouls in first half. So, I mean. St- they still got a long ways to go, but uh, now they have some draft assets that, that should be in the lottery again this year. This this next year's lottery is is just stacked. So hopefully they'll get a, a, a top pick, and uh, they can do something with the Dallas pick later in the in the draft. Maybe come away with two guys, and, and uh, you know they they have some they have cap room yet. So uh, at the deadline, they, they might become a facilitator for other teams looking to dump caps, you know, the, the need to dump salary somewhere. So, you know, we'll take we'll take player X but uh, you know, you got to attach a draft pick with it so. At this point as a Knicks fan, that's about as much as we well, can Well, it's a lot better than what the situation was
1: last year, so I guess that's a plus.
0: At at least they seem to have a plan. And the plan doesn't involve signing every mediocre <laughs> <laughs> forward to forward. Uh, <laughs> well, Mr. Sniper, I appreciate your time. always, always a pleasure. I hope uh, you and the family, especially Miss Breezy, have a have a nice Christmas.
1: The uh, yeah, because I'm I'm, keep I'm forced my girl to eat those, those disgusting, gross uh, cookies. The yeah. cookies, thanks. <laughs> Well, you might have to pretend. Oh, we're pretending, all right. <laughs> uh,
0: well, good luck all right, man. You.
1: you have a nice, safe, healthy holiday as well. You got it. All right, the games start, man. They start soon. I'm, I'm looking all forward right. to it. That's so am I, and I'm 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 gonna get my lunch for the LeBron thing. <laughs> I already got. All right, that's bad.